Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Comedy alive from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who wasn't caught taking classified documents to his office. Check this out. Just months after the flashy FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago that had left-wing pundits calling for Donald Trump's actual execution. What the hell did you just say? That was a thing, but now the White House revealing yesterday that the DOJ has found classified documents from Joe Biden's term as vice president. Oh, wow. And where were they? Not uh, on some type of federal office or... Maybe even his home personal office under Secret Service protection like Mar-a-Lago. No, they were at the office of his think tank at the University of Pennsylvania. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. The media telling us there's a huge difference. Relax, don't get worked up. There's a difference between Trump doing it and Biden doing it. And they're right, there is. The difference is that one of them was a Democrat. Bingo. We are going to discuss with Fox & Friends co-host Will Cain and newly named Fox business anchor Brian Brenberg, and, of course, your fine self. We will take your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons. All are welcome. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. We say it every day. You could be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a That is all. Big Tuesday coming up on the show today. I was on with Stuart Varney a little while ago. And I will be appearing with Kennedy on the Fox Business Network later tonight. And, of course, the Ingram Angle with Laura Ingram tonight at 10 p.m. If you miss any of those hits, they will all be streaming on the Fox Across America Facebook page. But, of course, the big show right now is all over cable news and at the White House where they're trying to tell you, oh, there's no difference. Okay, when Biden does it, it's fine. Democrats are so full of crap. Let me tell you how we got to where we are. And this is the difference. Okay, if you want to talk about about it and you want to have an honest conversation and we need to have one today okay because i say this all the time when there's a double standard there's no standard what i mean by that is if you go crazy over one guy doing something but you don't go crazy over the other guy doing something over the course of time objective observers tune you out because they realize you're totally full of crap that's true that is true and one of the reasons people have lost so much faith in our institutions and one of the reasons people have lost so much faith in political you know, discourse is because they have seen these double standards again and again and again. Understand, 
Okay, if you question legitimacy of the 2020 election, okay, you are a threat to democracy. He should be behind bars. But if you question the integrity of the 2016 election, you're a cabinet member. Do you know how many members of the Biden cabinet told you the 2016 election was stolen? In fact, the House Speaker, Hakeem Jeffries, has been saying the 2016 election wasn't legitimate for the last six years every single time he logs on to Twitter. Get him out of here. Get him out. And again, one of the reasons so many of these threats ring hollow is because people see the double standard in plain sight. Okay, when it comes to classified information, Trump got a FBI raid. Guns were out. Sirens were wailing. For some reason, TV cameras were actually there to record the whole thing, which is strange because, you know, traditionally when the FBI is doing something, it's not so people can film it on TV. I think he's got a point. Yeah, but in this instance, they wanted it. They wanted it filmed on TV because the raid on Mar-a-Lago was nakedly political. I agree with that. Straight up. Okay, understand. Donald Trump, as an ex-president, as a current president at one point, had the right to declassify anything. That doesn't mean all the documents at his home were technically declassified, but it does mean his home is under 24-hour surveillance from the Secret Service. There's no risk of anyone coming in there, stealing those documents and doing something with them. Now, you might say, but that's not the issue. The issue is what is Trump doing with them? Okay, and we'll get into that as well. Because there are two things that distinguish this from Trump to Biden, okay? One is, yes, Trump's documents were guarded, okay, by the Secret Service. Biden's documents were not. Biden's documents were at the office of a think tank at the University of Pennsylvania, a university that, oh, by the way, happens to have gotten $54 million in funding from the Chinese Communist Party. Why is that significant? Because in addition to Biden's classified documents not being under Secret Service protection, but at a university when anybody could walk in and get them, janitor doing some late night cleaning Anybody, for that matter, who might have some interest in what he then knew as vice president. Okay, there's also the realization that Donald Trump is not credibly accused by his son's business partners of getting a massive kickback on an influence peddling scheme overseas. Are you the big man, Joe? That's the difference. Like, If you're really going to play the classified information game, there's nobody out there that's come forward and put their face on a report that Donald Trump was getting a 10% kickback from overseas business deals at the time he was in office negotiated by his son. Now, on the Biden side of town, there's been volumes, chapters and verse written about it, and the people who did the writing were the very business partners who came forward to say, yes, I was Hunter's business partner, Tony Bobolinsky. Joe said he never talked to his son about his business. Here is a picture of Joe meeting with his son's business partners. Here's an email getting Joe a separate key to his own office stemming from Hunter's business. Here's a picture, okay, of an email. Here's an actual email that Biden was on where the family was being thanked for meeting with Hunter's business partners. Hunter's a dirtbag. You understand Biden having classified information is a much greater risk to our national security than Donald Trump. He knows what he's talking about. But if you listen to the media, no, come on, what are you talking about? What do you mean? MAGA, bad, orange man. Come on. You have to understand most of the media in the year 2023, 
is just really well-dressed group therapy. Okay, self-hating white liberals that are rich beyond all believable bounds turn into MSNBC every night to be told they're better than you. They know better than you. They see through these distinctions. Oh, the MAGA crowd. They don't get that it's a big deal for Trump to have classified documents, but not for Biden. All oh, those dumb MAGAs. When in reality, okay, all of that moral superiority they're being fed has denied them any sense of self-awareness whatsoever. And I'm not saying this to defend Donald Trump. I'm saying this to defend America. Okay, this is not a Trump point. It's not a Republican point. This is not a Fox News right-wing strongman. No, that's not what this show is. Okay, I don't do a conservative talk show. I do an American talk show. So you got a lot of Republicans out there that are like, oh, we got to have a raid. Where's the raid on the Biden compound? He's stealing classified information. Okay, and understand, there is reason to be concerned. I don't know that you're going to get a raid because, as I said earlier, there is a double standard in play. But understand that the White House found out about this. Are you ready for it? Before the midterm elections. Did they say anything at all? The answer would be no. They waited. They waited until after the midterm elections. Biden did not say a thing. That's just how white folks will do you. And why? Because it was very similar to the Hunter story. Okay, they buried the Hunter story just weeks before the 2020 election because they knew it would be damaging to Biden's chances. Just the same. The DOJ raided Mar-a-Lago. The DOJ trotted out every intel expert and every pundit on TV to say Trump was selling the nuclear secrets. We're all going to die. You know, he's got the nuclear codes. Yo, the nuclear codes, it's not like a Netflix password. You can't continue to log into the account after you break up with somebody. You don't, like, go on with your life, move into a new apartment, but still share the same Netflix account. That's not how nuclear codes work. But stick with me because all of those accusations about Trump would absolutely positively apply to Biden because at the time he took these classified documents, he was the vice president. Okay, he no longer was vice president when these documents made their way to a think tank at the University of Pennsylvania, a think tank that does not have round the clock protection. Okay, people say to us, well, but there were less documents with Biden. Yeah, Biden, so far as we know, had 10 documents. Trump had 184 so far as we know. But it's not the number of documents. It's what's in the documents. Correct the mundo. And this is where I'm telling you. Okay, the media who want you to believe it's not a big deal, they really are damaging the country. You don't think so if you're a liberal because you're like, well, the media is on my side. I love that they kind of shill for my guy and put the screws to the other guy. But you understand the other guy is your teammate. This is America. Okay, the government, the people in positions of influence when it comes to the intelligence community and the DOJ and everything in between are supposed to be looking out for the greater good of the country. Okay, if you want me to believe the country's national security is compromised by Trump having documents, then there's no world where the country's national security isn't compromised by Joe Biden having the same documents. That's true. That is true. Okay, and everybody who tells you there's no difference, understand you can't say that to me. Because you don't know what's in the Biden documents. The only thing we know is the FBI is on record as saying they found documents in the Biden think tank office from time to time, meaning more than once, meaning, yes, he had a habit of bringing them to the office. That's not right. An office that wasn't protected like Mar-a-Lago by the Secret Service, an office that anyone conceivably could walk into if they had the right credential, not hard to fake that, 
an office that anybody could stumble across if they were dressed as a janitor, heaven forbid, or tipped off by someone in the Biden family who, again, was credibly accused of selling influence in our government. Every one of these media outlets, the CBSs of the world, the Washington Post, the New York Times, who waited until the after the election was over. Remember, before the election, they're like, Hunter Biden laptop. Hell no. That's Russian disinformation. Get out of here. Ain't nobody got time for that. We got an election to do. You Rudy Giuliani with your fake ass. This ain't no real laptop. And the minute the election was over, what did they all say? And oh, yeah, by the way, it turns out through our research, the laptop was real. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. These were people that were so desperate to win an election, they were willing to potentially endanger the country in an effort to do so. This is what I mean when I say the media is your enemy. Trying to tell you there's no difference between Biden doing it or there is a huge difference between Trump doing it and Biden doing it, okay, is a way to get you to overlook the story, is a way to get you to not look any further at the story. But every one of those media entities who did this with the Hunter Biden laptop are now admitting it was true, which means six months from now, a year from now, they're all going to admit that, oh, yeah, by the way, Biden shouldn't have been doing that. Okay, but understand, just state the Hunter Biden story. Take that. Okay, at face value, they said the story was false till the election was over and they said it was true. But after saying it was true, they didn't take the next logical step, which is, well, if the laptop is true, if the laptop is real and the emails are real, that means the Bidens were running an influence peddling scheme. Has anyone written a follow up article about the contents? No, they just said it's real. It's all true. Thanks for coming. Have a good day. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. It really is in the traditional sense because there was a time when a lead of this magnitude would be what every journalist got out of bed, went to bed dreaming about, woke up dreaming about, spent their day chasing to the ends of the earth. A lead of this magnitude, a smoking gun of this volume that would allow them to unearth some type of nefarious deed at the tippy top of our government. That is how Watergate made the reporters who broke the story best-selling authors a hundred times over. Okay, they put out like three books a day. Okay, but understand the reason they were able to do that is there was a time when journalism and the people who consumed it supported actual journalism. Now the dream gig isn't breaking the story of the century, regardless of which party it favors. The dream gig is being in the elite cocktail parties and accepted and liked by the people in the liberal media. They fancy themselves the beautiful people, and they just want to be in with the in crowd. So rather than getting out there and chasing down this Biden story about classified information after pundits legitimately said Trump could be executed, Trump could die in prison, he should be banned from running for office for the rest of his life, we now have that same media going, oh, that was a total difference. That's a huge difference with Trump and Biden. And are you ready for the difference? The difference is the media is full of. It's the fastest part of your workday. Wow, you're pretty quick for a big guy. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I love when people message me and say they love the podcast of this show. But my one, the thing that really kicks me in the nuts emotionally when you tell me that is you've got to listen to the show live on the radio. We're on over 125 stations around the country. And if you don't hear us live on your local station, you can listen to us on the Fox News app. Just open up the app and click listen. Of course, if the podcast is your last resort, I'm not talented enough to beat away potential audience. I want you here. you got to be here. But the reason I mentioned the live radio broadcast is, number one, okay, I grew up dreaming about being on the radio. So on a selfish level, it's that. But where I really care about your listening experience is we legally have to change the music out from the podcast and the radio. On the radio, license allows us to come back from break right there like we did to bang your head. It was rad. It was nuts. <laughs> On the podcast, you're hearing like some like we're having a rave inside an elevator. Someone took ecstasy and got trapped between the 12th floor and the 13th floor. So I always like, I always prefer, I am always partial towards live radio is what I'm trying to say. I mean, your options are your options, but if radio is an option, check it out. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I'm just saying. Here's Joe Biden, okay? And this is the this is the story that needs to be laid out. Joe Biden back in September when Trump was found to have classified documents at Mar-a-Lago ran to the nearest TV camera. They were comfortable shooting him up with B12 and putting him on TV with this circling. Okay, midterms are coming. Trump has classified information. Here is Biden apoplectic that someone could be that irresponsible. Clip 1. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen, how anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? (laughs) Total clown. Why do I call him a total clown if you're just joining us? That was Joe Biden reacting to Donald Trump having classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. How could that possibly happen? How could anyone be that irresponsible? And I thought, what data is in there that may compromise sources and methods? Well, lo and behold, Joe Biden, the guy you just heard in that clip, was found to have classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. That is so embarrassing. We're li- it's not embarrassing. We're living in the death of shame where this massive double standard, everybody hoots and hollers about, oh, the Republicans are doing a threat to democracy. We're all going to die. And reasonable people like me, we get on the radio, we get on TV, and we just say, yo, just chill out a little, baby. Just dial it down a little, girlfriend, would you? Okay, because you understand there could come a point where the shoe could be on the other foot. You know, a good example is when Trump got kicked off Twitter. Everybody was like, oh, all you capitalists who say private companies should be able to do what they want. Yeah. Blah. Never mind that they were overtly cooperating with the FBI and the government to censor political debate. In some instances, it cost people their lives when it came to potential COVID treatments that we weren't allowed to discuss in the public square. But the point was everybody screaming and yelling that it was a good thing that Twitter kicked off Donald Trump. Did hear people like me saying, yo, bro, you're not going to like that if the shoe winds up on the other foot. And lo and behold, the same Twitter that was their hero for kicking off Trump sold itself to Elon Musk. And now the reaction to a private company doing whatever the hell they want is. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and I do have to play you a clip from Joe Scarborough's show. No, God! No, God! Please, no! 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 Listen, baby, this is going to hurt me as much as it hurts you. You know what I'm saying, girl? I'm not happy about having to do this. But here is Joe Scarborough explaining why, you know, everybody's saying there's a no difference between Trump and Biden and blah, blah, blah. Joe Scarborough here is attempting humor, just so you understand And I know sometimes it needs clarification because he frequently attempts journalism and it doesn't quite stick the landing. Here it is, clip 10. So on these docs, I mean, it's the same thing, right? Because Trump had docs, Biden has Trump. First question. uh, So did Joe Biden's lawyers lie to the FBI and the DOJ about actually having all the documents returned to them? Did Did he do that? No, they did not. As soon as they discovered that there were these documents in this think tank uh, associated with Joe Biden, uh, they then notified uh, the yeah, federal yeah, government. Yeah, but, 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 but the DOJ, obviously, just like in the Trump case, so they had to go into long, drawn-out negotiations, right, to try to get these Biden documents back like they did in the Trump case. Long, drawn-out <laughs> negotiations over a month. They had to do that, right? I- Actually, Joe, no, they didn't. Uh, the Biden team turned over the documents the very next day after they discovered them. That was embarrassing. Seriously, as a journalist, the only thing that should matter to you is that those documents were there unsecured for upwards of six years. OK, understand, Joe Biden was Barack Obama's vice president. I don't remember that ever happening. But it's significant. Why? Because Obama left office in January of 2016. OK, it's now 2023. OK, granted, they were discovered in November of 2022. They were there for six whole Years That can't be good. So when you do the whole yes and no, you know, lead the witness game like Joe Scarborough, I mean, let's have this conversation. Were Trump's documents at Mar-a-Lago for six whole years? The answer would be no. Okay. Were Biden's documents under Secret Service protection as Trump documents are? The answer would be no. Was Trump accused of selling influence overseas and getting a kickback on his son's shady deals? The answer would be no. The fact that Joe Scarborough would go that far out of his way to lead a witness... And, oh, this isn't a big deal. Go back to bed, America. Don't you have any respect for yourself? The answer is no. Okay, if you're howling that one guy could potentially get the death penalty, but the other guy, and you don't even know what's in the documents. The only thing you know is they're sitting there unprotected, and his son happens to be the biggest corruption risk in the history of our government, if for no other reason than his son suffered from addiction. Okay, anybody who has suffered from addiction or knows someone in their life who has dealt with addiction knows how desperate and how low people will go to get their hands on money. That's why you hear a phrase called rock bottom. I hit rock bottom when I finally did this to get money, when I finally stole from this 
delightful, wonderful person to get money. When I finally engaged in this type of filthy, heinous sex act to get some money, okay? I love it when you talk dirty. But that's a thing that you hear in rehab. So I'm not trying to talk dirty. I'm trying to talk real. Okay, I'm not being risque. I'm being real. Okay, when you are an addict, when you are addicted, you will stoop to any level to get money to fund that addiction. Hunter Biden was selling access to our government at a time when his dad was the sitting vice president and he himself was struggling with addiction and doing anything he could to fund a lavish lifestyle. This could be a problem. A huge problem. So when somebody gets on TV knowing that to be the case history and says, ah, no big deal. Yo, that is not only the death of shame to be able to say that with a straight face, but it is very much a threat to our country and the well-being of our country. I don't know. I don't have proof that the Bidens are compromised. Okay, I don't have that. I'm a responsible broadcaster. But the point I'm trying to make is if the Bidens are compromised, so is every single person listening to the broadcast. Okay. Everyone in this country is compromised if, in fact, the Bidens are compromised. The media should want to know whether or not that's the case. But they're not doing a damn thing. And I got to be honest with you. It's embarrassing. Okay, no intellectual stampede of stupidity would be complete, of course, without an entry in the race from the fine folks over at The View. The View is awful. Here is Joey Behar saying Biden gets the benefit of the doubt. Clip 12. I, I think that no, what you just said is yeah. right, that, yeah. that there are differences in what happened. Yes. But you know, it's so not good. Well, we all know that Trump is a liar and a thief. Mm. You know? Mm. Mm. Go get him. So it's not that big a jump to say that he obstructed and he lied. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. That's partly what's going on. But what I think also is going on, no matter what the truth of it is, Whoopi, they will spin it, Bubblehead and Marjorie Taylor and that crowd, oh, Matt Gaetz. You, you think there they're not going to spin this that is just as bad as Trump? And so the, the lie gets out there, people believe it. You don't have a clue. I mean, really. Can you imagine being that stupid? I mean, seriously. Such an idiot. This is pretty much the worst video ever made. Joy Behar is weapons grade stupid and knows nothing, has no appreciation for precedent, has no understanding and grasp of fact. Like, I, I, honestly, it is, it's, it's reckless that they're put on TV every day. In front of a you know couple million gassy middle-aged women who hate themselves and just want to be made to feel better about themselves. So they go on TV and get told they're awesome and they know better than conservative women. You're better than those conservative women who, you know, want to raise families and not kill babies and let people have their freedoms and maintain the right to defend themselves through the Second Amendment. You're better than those monsters. <laughs> it's crazy. It's insanity. But do you understand what she says? Well, Joe Biden, he's not a liar, Joe Biden. That's the thing. That is a fact check false. Yo, girlfriend, Joe Biden said he never spoke to his son about his business dealings. You're not telling me the truth. Not even kind of the truth. Not only did he speak to his son about his business dealings, he met with his son's business partners. We have photographs. We have emails. We have office keys. Hunter Biden's business dealings were flagged by Barack Obama's Treasury Department for suspicious activity reports, SARs, over 150 times under Barack Obama. Tell them like it is. So you understand when people get on TV and they're willing to just put these potential risks to bed, 
They are endangering the country. I don't like to use the term because that's what the Democrats do to get their way. It's a threat to democracy. Oh, that's what it is. It's all like, you know, come on, man. Burying the Hunter Biden laptop story was the very definition of election interference. If you're concerned about threats to the democracy, the FBI burying a story that it knew was true in the run up to the election is very much election interference. That's a thing. That happened. That's real. You understand? I think he's got a point. And the point is, everybody here is a, just straight. You're just watching. It's just a parade, a parade of clowns. <laughs> Let me give you another one. Okay, over at CBS News, Adriana Diaz says with a straight face, well, the difference is how many documents, and we don't know what's in the documents. If you don't know what's in the documents, then in what world can you tell me there's any difference whatsoever? I mean, really think about that. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. This is Bananas. Listen to it. It's clip nine. When you look at this situation and that of Mm Mar-a-Lago, there's a difference in both scope Mm -hmm. and scale. Mm -hmm. In terms of the scale, Mm -hmm. Mar-a-Lago is where there were more than 300 documents that were classified were recovered. Um, In terms of this case, we're looking at roughly 10, we're told. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know what's in the documents. But what we do know is that in the case of Mar-a-Lago, there were documents pertaining to Mm -hmm. communication between the president and Kim Jong-un, the dictator of North Korea, Mm -hmm. as well as information about nuclear secrets of Mm -hmm. foreign countries. Mm -hmm. We don't know what is in the documents that were found at the Biden Center that belonged to President Biden Mm -hmm. during his time as vice president. So that is the key question here that all of this hangs on. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. So hear that statement. Okay, there's a big difference between Biden and Trump. That's what she opens with. Okay, there's a big difference between Biden and Trump. This isn't as bad as what Trump did. That's what she opens on. What she closes on, okay, is we don't know what was in Biden's documents. That's the whole thing this story is hinging on. So if you don't know what's in the documents, in what world can you declare that one isn't as bad as the other? Are you stupid or something? I mean, seriously, lady. You must have got manure for your brains. How dumb do you have to be? But the truth is she knows the answer. And the answer is not that she's dumb. She's playing dumb because she is a partisan shell. The media in this regard is an enemy of the people. Okay, they care about protecting democracy if it means getting a Republican in trouble, but they don't care about protecting democracy if it means calling out a Democrat who actually interfered in an election, as they did, okay, in the lead up to 2020. They care about election integrity if it comes to yelling at Republicans who question the legitimacy of 2020, but they don't care about, okay, protecting elections when it comes to every single Democrat who told you 2016 was stolen. By the way, the Washington Post that won Pulitzer Prizes over the last five years for saying Vladimir Putin and Russian bots influenced the 2016 election, they issued a story yesterday flat out saying Russian bots had no effect on the 2016 election. The media is a bunch of losers. That's a thing. Go Google it. Okay, I mean, this is what you're dealing with. And when people are more concerned with protecting a party than they are a country, we all wind up in the position we're in now which is where nobody buys into anything the media says, and everybody's lost faith in our major institutions because our institutions themselves are basically telling us not to have any. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. He's the most talented man on the radio, but he needs your help. We all know somewhere underneath all of that bright color, there's a man who's not right. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
Well, I'll tell you what, if there was ever a day to be watching this show on Fox Nation, it is absolutely positively today. And I'm clearly not saying that because of this ridiculous rodeo clown shirt I have on. <laughs> Definitely not. Joining us now in studio, the man widely regarded as the gold medalist in the cable news hairdo Olympics. I am talking about border Bill Malusian, who is on the podium. Hey, man. Good to see you. I like the shirt, by the way. It looks like something I'd wear down in, like, Eagle Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going through something. Because yeah. you know what I kind of look like? I put these on. I'm like, ah, oh, this is cool. It's got swag. Yeah. But I do also look like a figure skater who got fat during the <laughs> lockdown. And so I'm not skating. I've moved into commentary now. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. worried about me twisting an ankle. Hey, it looks sharp. I like but it. But just so you know, because this is something, you know, TV is very superficial. Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. The reason everybody, including major anchors on this network, have you in the lead over Ducey, okay, is because Ducey plays in a dome stadium. We all love Peter Ducey, but he's inside the White House. It's a dome, okay? You're at the border, I mean, which is the elements. That's the Lambeau Field of cable news coverage. Yeah, well, what people forget is sometimes all the sweat helps add a little... Does it volume give you a little volume? It. it gives it a little boost. Yeah. I, have you been approached for a product endorsement yet? Because if this does not end with you getting a product, I have no. two predictions, okay? Yeah. One is you be, get like a Pert Plus deal. The other, and I want your honest opinion about this, is a guy who's been covering the border. Like, you're yeah. at the border. Yep. Okay. So you know the distinction between what's happening and what several TV networks, and including the White House, are telling people is happening. Yeah. Do you ever go home from your job and just want to shoot your TV if you're watching another channel? Yeah, it's really frustrating, especially when I hear, you know, for instance, Secretary Mayorkas keeps testifying before Congress that the border is secure and Mm -hmm. that they have operational control. What I want to know is in what – like what would they consider an unsecure border? (laughs) Like how how bad does it have to get when you've got 70,000 gotaways per month, more than 200,000 people crossing illegally per month? you got people on the terror watch list showing up. you got murderers showing up that they're sometimes arresting. But how many of them are in those 70,000 gotaways that we don't know of, right? So, yeah, it it makes me bang my head against the wall sometimes. But at least within like the last month or so, some of the other networks have started covering the border. So now now more of America is getting exposed to what's actually happening down. That's a great point. Never buy a used car from the Biden administration because they're like, yeah, it's showroom condition. But they don't tell you the showroom is in Bosnia. (laughs) It's been bombed out, but it's a showroom. It's a nice nice showroom. Well, I do think it has obviously become a little bit of a political liability for Biden just because the resources of big cities are being strained now. Mm -hmm. New York is. You know, speaking up, Jared Polis in Colorado. But when you watch Biden go down there, did it look more like a photo op or did he look legitimately interested in the problem? Look, if we're calling a spade a spade here, it was a photo op. It was highly controlled, highly sanitized. If you really want to go to the border and learn what's happening there, you're not going to go down and manage to not see or talk to a single migrant. Do you know how impossible that is these days? Uh You you have to actively try to go down there and not even see a migrant. (laughs) We we went to Vegas. We didn't talk to anyone who gambles. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I I mean, yeah, and and he spends most of his time at a a port of entry. Mm -hmm. The action isn't happening at the port of entry. It's happening in between the ports of entry where we show all the video every day of people crossing through the river, through the water. He didn't go down there. He didn't Mm -hmm. see any of that. He didn't see any of the people at the campfires. He didn't see where the Texas National Guard is have to post up with Humvees and barbed wire. He didn't go to parts of the border wall that have had holes cut into it where people are running across traffic and disappearing into El Paso neighborhoods. He went to the port of entry. He went to a migrant assistance center run by the county, which magically Uh – didn't have a single migrant there that day when they say they average between three and 400 a day, sometimes mm-hmm. up to 1,000. Then he did a little walk and talk down by the border wall with some border agents who, I would add, he's never apologized to for falsely Thank smearing you. them with the horse whipping thing. Yep. Um, so, look, it, it – it, no one's expecting him to go stand knee-deep in the Rio Grande and start tackling coyotes, right? Yep. But 
if he had a, a serious intention of learning what's going on down there, how can you go down there and at least not go into Border Patrol's processing center where you see these migrants being detained and you can talk to a few of them? Why have you come? His administration keeps saying, don't come. It's yeah. not safe. Don't come. That messaging isn't working. Yeah, it's not what you say. It's what you do. Yes. I always say, like, they've turned our border into the college bar that doesn't check IDs. Like, once people find <laughs> well, out— I, you... I, I love those, by yeah, the way. I, mean, I know. I'm not knocking them. I mean, for real. They, they propped me up from the ages yeah. of, like, 18 to, yeah. you know, who knows. But the point is, border bill malusion, it is a scam. And I feel like I'm not at the border, but I've watched your expert reporting for the better part of two years now. And I feel like they're selling an exercise in perception over reality, mm. with the perception being, oh, there's Republicans, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But the reality is, okay, it goes past straining our resources. We have great empathy for these poor people yeah. who are embroiled in a humanitarian crisis because of the actions of this administration. Yeah. And that's the part that bothers me. I mean, would you say that they're indifferent to the suffering of the women and children that are coming here? At least up until recently, yes. Yeah. I mean, I know he, he just announced his new policies with exta- expanding Title 42 to what they call CVNs, you yeah, know, yeah. Cubans, uh, Nicaraguans, Venezuelans. Uh-huh. But I mean, how could you not say that based off the last year and a half plus with what's been going on down yeah. there? I mean, how they've been breaking their own records month after month after month in every way, shape, and form. And then mm-hmm. you've got Karine Jean-Pierre going up in front of the White House and saying, well, people aren't just walking across the border. That was the one that made me bang my head against the wall. <laughs> I, I mean, you're right. It's a thousand people walking across the border at a single time. And here, we'll show it to you on our drone, you know, Phil live. Mo- Phil Malusion. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. <laughs> Don't buy a used car off the bike. Biden's don't buy a used TV off Malusion. It's got a bullet hole in it. It's not good. <laughs> what do you think is crazier? You've covered the border extensively, but you're from Orange County. Yeah. Uh, where am I taking my life more into my own hands, the border or Orange County? Orange County is great. It's L.A. you got to well, worry yeah, about. Well, yeah, it's true. You're northern and County. The, an- the answer to that is uh, the border is a lot safer than L.A. is. Is that okay. I, I, I kid you not. Is yeah. it not crazy, okay, as, you know, you love L.A. We love. We know the Randy Newman song. I love L.A. I mm-hmm. mean, I grew up on the East Coast, but I always romanticized it, and I love going to Dodgers games and stuff. But isn't it crazy to watch a society let itself go? Yeah. Like, we've all had a friend who yeah. bottoms out, okay? Yeah. His name rhymes with Kimmy Yella, okay? <laughs> <That's me. laughs> but the point is, when your friend is bottom, you're like, what is this? But to see a society do it, it it bums me out, Malusia. Well, and the thing is, like L.A. County, for instance, and the state of California, for that matter. Thirty seconds. They, step on the gas. They you throw billions of dollars at the homeless issue yeah. over the years, mm-hmm. right? The homeless numbers just keep going up. Yeah. If, <laughs> yeah. If, if, listen, if you it's, subsidize yeah. something, you get more of it. You mean eight hundred thousand dollar per unit apartments isn't going <laughs> to fix it? Okay. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Bill Malusian still on top in the best hair rankings, best interview rankings. I'm telling the gauntlet has been thrown down, Ducey. I know you're listening. <laughs> Hit the gym. We'll talk soon. Thank you for this, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks you're for the having best. me. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are fired up to bring you an embarrassment of Radio Riches in this hour on Fox Across America, hosted by me, Jimmy Fallon, a man who doesn't want to drug your fat kids. What the hell did you just say? I am I'm going to lose my mind in this hour. Will Kane is coming by to try to hold me in check. He's going to have the cattle prod on him in case I get out of line. But the truth is, I am losing it in this hour, and it's your job to talk me off the ledge if you are so inclined. 888-788-9910. There is a report out right now. I'm just going to cut right to the chase. The champ is not happy. You've got to get mad. I am mad. 
Okay, this is a feel-good show. We say it every day. Oh, I love Fox Across America. It sounds like the host gets paid in Tide Pods and cheap tequila. Correct the money. Yeah, it does sound like that. Why? Because it's true. Okay, but the point is, okay, I get on the air. I always take the issues seriously. I don't take myself seriously at all. But there is a report out today, okay, by the American Academy of Pediatrics that is encouraging parents who have overweight children to drug them, and if that doesn't work, they should go out and they should get surgery. What the hell is the world coming to? Okay, this drives me insane. And I say this, and I've told you this before, as a former fat kid, as a kid who still to this day loves to eat so much. So Fox has a guy following me around between TV hits to make sure I don't get too fat on camera. Put that cookie down now. Okay, but the bottom line is even I know there is no world where you should be drugging little kids. There is no world where you should be opting to get your 12-year-old surgery if he's overweight. And I'll explain why. But let me start with a very simple analysis. In comedy, they say you don't open with your closer. What that means is you don't go out and do the wildest, craziest, maybe most offensive or thought-provoking or biggest joke you tell out of the gate because it'll be a lot harder to follow the joke. That is correct. Well, understand when it comes to the lives of your children, you don't open with the most extreme measure. You don't open with your closer which in this case would be some type of body-altering surgery, some type of lifelong commitment to medication. Why? Because neither of these two things attacks the root cause of your child's obesity, which is habits. You are correct, sir. I'm going to start all the way back at the beginning. This is personal. This matters, okay? I grew up in a fat family, okay? I am a fast eater. Because you have to protect your food in a fat family. The food would come out. My mom would be like, slow down. You're eating like somebody's going to take it from you. Then I'd slow down and she'd take it from me. That's just how white folks will do you. But the point is I love to eat. It's all I know. Most of my happiness is satiated through eating food. That's an actual thing that goes on in my life. I tell you this every day. We eat our feelings when we're feeling good. We eat our feelings when we're feeling bad. I swallowed a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizzas. (laughs) Okay, but understand, the one thing, happy, sad, or anywhere in between is, I love to eat. That boy is a P-I-G pig. And I come from one of those families where my mom could only express her affection through gargantuan portion sizes. Okay, we don't have meals in the Fela house. We have a hazing ritual. Okay, you show up to my mom's house for dinner. You're getting pelted by meatballs as you throw the car in park. You feel like you're losing a paintball because you're going to get a saw. Hey, I got all this food. When are you going to come over and eat the food? You going to eat the food? Come on, you got to eat the food. Let's go eat the food. That's all we do at my house. We love food. So I am not talking to you as some holier-than-thou TV host, okay? Yes, I'm on TV every day, but I don't look like a TV star. I look like the guy who installed your TV. That's true. That is true. So I am so in tune with the struggle, okay? And I ate myself senseless, okay, all the way through elementary school, middle school, high school. This is absolutely gross. Okay, it wasn't pretty. But understand, for me, it was college, okay? I was kind of maybe into chicks, 
Okay, you're walking around a community college. You got a lot of hot girls with no self-esteem. Hubba, hubba. Yeah, and I thought I had a shot. Okay, and I did. I actually had a lot of game. I did all right for myself. But the point is I got in shape because I wanted to. And I know as someone who legitimately from high school to my freshman year in college through that uh, 365-day cycle, I actually lost like a legitimate 100 pounds. I went from about 280 to about 180. And to tell you the truth, I looked terrible at 180. I had lost too much weight. There is such a thing. Like I lost the kind of weight where no one was even giving you credit for it. They were like, well, he's either dying or he's on cocaine, neither of which were true. Okay, but the point is, neither, I honestly don't know, neither neither of which were true. Come on, don't bullshit me. No, I lived, and I honestly, I've never, me and cocaine, if you talk about all the drugs in the world, I am such a lunatic without something that would, like, boost your energy. Like, I just can't even imagine how unbearable. Like, if you put a guy like me who can't close his mouth for 30 seconds on an actual drug like that. Shut up! Will you shut up? That's basically what it would be. But the point is, I have lost that kind of weight. Because A, I wanted to, and because B, I could. When you are a young kid, everyone listening past the age of 35 knows the difference between a young metabolism and an old metabolism. Okay, you want to lose weight as a young guy, a little diet, little exercise, it comes flying off you. Okay, you get out of bed, you say, I'm going to lose weight. Today's the day, I'm 12, I'm 18, I'm, I'm going to lose You get out of bed at 45 and you're like, I'm going to lose weight. And it's. What is that, a pizza ad over there? I'd like some pizza right now. And that's what you go out and do because your metabolism isn't the same. So, on a basic level, okay, understand people who need to lose weight at 45 or 50 or 60 or 70, okay, are in that position because they're not great at eating. They've learned bad habits. Now, understand they can learn better ones but they're still not going to always peel the weight off right away. It is a lifestyle change. Everybody knows the guy who's lost 30 and gained back 60. I've done it probably, I'm not even kidding, probably five times in my life. Don't you have any respect for yourself? Not usually, okay? But understand, I have been on every side of this coin, and I can tell you if you're trying to lose weight as a youngster, it is, it is exponentially easier than it is as an older American. But when you hear things like the American Academy of Pediatrics just selling out your kid to get some big pharma money, what you hear is a brazen dereliction of duty, not just by our health officials, but by the parents who would follow this edict. And yeah, no, you know what, I'll I'll drug the kid, and if that doesn't work, I'll get him surgery. Why are they encouraging that? On the American Academy of Pediatrics side, it's because government and big pharma are one and the same. Do you understand? They want to make money for big pharma. That's what the vaccine mandate is. They're pushing a mandate. They're pushing booster shots for your kids. Do we have any data whatsoever that tells us whether or not these kids benefit from these boosters? The answer would be no. Zero. Okay. When questioned about whether or not the people recommending these boosters were making money off pharmaceutical companies, Dr. Fauci, with a straight face, said, well, under the law, I don't have to answer that question. He should be behind bars. And why should he be behind bars? Because I don't have to answer that question is the equivalent of yes. Yes, they're making money by pushing those boosters as they're making money by pushing these types of regiments onto your kids at an age where if you teach your young kid better habits, your kid will lose weight. Now understand, if you get your kid's surgery, okay, but you don't teach your kids better habits, your kid will actually go out and gain weight. 
That's an actual thing that will happen, you understand? That's true. That is true. Okay, so when we go at this as a, well, you can't do it. Nah, you can't. Not victorhood. You can do it. You can do it. Victimhood. You don't have a shot. Okay, here it is. The American Academy of Pediatrics put out new recommendations for combating childhood obesity. The AAP is now advising pediatricians to offer treatment options early and at the highest available intensity for childhood obesity. Now, why are they making this justification? Because they're saying, well, if you're fat, it's going to lead to all types of underlying health complications when you get older, which is interesting. Why? Because everybody on the left that would have you know we need to medicate your kids if they're fat are the same people telling you it's body positive if you happen to be a land whale in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s. Oh, look at this pop star. They're brave. They defy convention. They've eaten themselves into a diabetic coma. That's so brave. Dude, you can't have it both ways. You can't tell me on one end, fat is where it's at. And believe me, I am partial towards fat. Have you seen me? If I was working in cable news, I would have a top-shelf job as a before model. Every single ad they put out would be me on the side and then the skinnier guy next to me in the split screen because they were never going to get my weight down to the skinny guy's level that would look good in a commercial. But the bottom line is, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Because A, Big Pharma and the government are working hand-in-hand to make more money than God, but because B, saying get surgery. Saying take meds caters to the same lazy parental habits that got the kid in this mess to begin with. You've heard me say this before. If you're lucky enough to have a kid, by the grace of God, you are blessed with this humbling, incredible opportunity. You realize in the moment you see that kid and hold that kid for the first time that you have a MacBook Air. You have taken it out of the packing peanuts. It has never surfed the Internet before. Every single file it's going to download in life, okay, is a byproduct of your oversight or your lack thereof. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. So if your kid starts downloading nothing but fast food, nothing but junk food, okay, nothing but bad eating habits, you are ultimately the person responsible for the corruption of that iPod. He knows what he's talking about. But here's the deal, okay, understand in this moment. Okay, the parents who were lazy didn't teach their kids good habits and got them into this bad spot are now being rewarded with more laziness. Hey, we'll make big pharma some money. Okay, we'll get them a surgery. But here's a newsflash. How many of you know adults that have gotten gastric bypass surgery and gained the weight back? How many of them do you know? And why did that happen? I can name a dozen in my adult life that have gotten the bypass and have still gained the weight back. Why? Because their habits didn't change. So if you're doing nothing to confront the root cause of the problem, all you're ultimately doing is setting the kid up for even more failure. Okay, this starts with the parents. It doesn't start with the pharmaceutical companies. Okay, it doesn't start with, okay, getting the kid surgery. Kid doesn't need surgery. When you're 12, you know how easy it is to lose weight? Understand, I resent my kid. I talk to you about this on the show all the time. Lincoln Fela, the only thing that actually matters to me in this world, comes on this show. The Link Man lost 50 pounds from the end of seventh grade to the end of eighth grade, okay, because he wanted to. Not because we put pressure on him, not because we cared, but because the Link Man himself, yes, he did see us leading a good example because I walk around my house all day going, man, did you see me on TV? I look like a talking ham. 
and he sees me doing pull-ups and planking and doing dips and doing push-ups. I know you can't tell from looking at me, but I work out around the house all the time because I am trying to set a good example for my kid, number one. Number two, I'm trying not to get booted off the air because they can't fit me into the lens, dude. I really, really, really like food. This could be a problem. <laughs> it's a big problem if you work in TV. People see me coming down the hall and they run the other way like I'm Godzilla. Okay? Everybody in TV news weighs about 150 pounds. I come walking in, they just start tripping people so they can outrun the slowest guy. They're like, he's going to eat us next. Okay, but I understand. Okay, having done it myself at the age of 18, having seen my kid do it between the ages of, you know, 13 and 14, young kids are uniquely positioned through better habits and a little more activity to completely turn their lives around, okay? What they need is a boost from their parents. What they need is a kick in the butt to get outside and be a little more active, okay? They don't need 20 hours a day of video games. You know what else they don't need? They don't need to be told they're wonderful if they're 150 pounds overweight. Body positivity is getting people killed. What do we know from COVID? Okay, the most vulnerable groups to COVID were elderly Americans with underlying health complications and the morbidly obese. But what did we do to incentivize people to get COVID vaccines? We gave them Krispy Kreme donuts. That's stupid. Use your common sense. That was a thing. Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, went on TV and said, okay, you get Shake Shack if you get a vaccine. What an idiot. Okay, all of the things that would make you more vulnerable to COVID. We're being encouraged by people in an effort to get you to take a booster that they themselves have flat out admitted doesn't even stop transmission. It went from, well, oh, hey, you get the booster, you're never going to get COVID. Oh, you get the vaccine, you're never going to get COVID. To here's the thing. Well, if you get the vaccine, you're going to do better. You're not going to die from COVID. To now we know the vaccine boosted made up the majority of COVID deaths in the most recent month of data available to us, meaning the vaccine is a scam. You know what else is a scam? This surgery. They're now pushing on your kids with no regard for how it will affect them later in life. And that's the biggest thing here. And everyone needs to understand it. I am speaking to all the fatties out there as a current fatty. I am not only the president, I am also a client. If your kid is overweight... Okay, he doesn't need surgery. He doesn't need drugs. He just needs better parental oversight. I can't fight this eating any longer. My pants have got so tight they're gonna blow. It started out last weekend and grew stronger. And now I got so fat I cannot see. Stop this eating. 
show so good, it moves the stock market. The Dow racing up on Jimmy's remarks. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We got Will Kane. He's coming in around the corner to restore order. We kind of went off the rails in the last segment. I'm working on an op-ed for foxnews.com about this insanity out of the American Academy of Pediatrics. I'll bring it up with Will Kane. We're also going to update the latest on Joe Biden getting caught with classified documents. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. And come on, no, no, no. Biden's lawyers have issued a statement saying he had no idea the documents were at the think tank office. And let's be honest, it's not like Biden's lawyers would ever lie to us. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. We'll get into that with Will Kane, who I know is fired up to join us. But really quick, long story short, just get this into the back of your head somewhere. If you have an overweight kid, okay, I did, and the kid just got in shape because he had a good metabolism. He was young and he decided he wanted to. Okay, if you yourself have an overweight kid, you have taught the kid bad consumption habits. Doesn't make you a bad person. It just means now you can stop, take control of your lives, and teach the kids some good habits. Just a little more activity, just a little bit better on the intake. Don't kid yourself. Be honest with yourself. Understand, like my, if you looked at what I eat versus what Lincoln eats, like I, I, I will eat like nothing. Like I'll eat like Greek yogurt. A couple of vegetables and an orange. And they'll be like, ah, you lost a pound this year. Lincoln will have like three pieces of pizza a day, run a lap around the track, and they're like, you've lost 35 pounds. Like, I'm just telling you. Okay, when they're young, they have an advantage. So don't give up on them, okay? Get them on the horse, get them moving, and you'll be fine. It's America's Life Coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the Fox News headquarters in New York City. And it is no secret that the company's a bit, the company, the country is a bit of a disaster right now. But if anybody knows about disasters, it's a guy who lives in Texas where TCU plays. Uh, Fox and Friends co-host, host of the Will Kane podcast. Will Kane here to respond to that cheap shot and many more. Hey, man. I feel some necessity to defense to defend Texas, mm-hmm. but um, that's not my school, you know, mm-hmm. TCU. Yep. But that was an embarrassment for the entirety of the state. Yep. I mean, the nice thing about it, though, in all honesty, is everybody. It's January. People are trying to do a better job of managing their lives, whether it's a diet or a dry January or anything in between. Getting better sleep habits is also very helpful this time of year. And TCU did their part to make sure nobody was up past midnight last night. (laughs) So that's true. Tip of the key. You know, what's funny is I had a set of my friends this morning and one of them said to me, hey, man. I don't know if you were super tired on Fox and Friends the other day or if you put on 5 to 10, but your face is a little swollen. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I appreciate you being a good friend of mine. <laughs> so I do need better sleep habits, and uh, last night was a good start. <laughs> Yo, really quick, and I just – I'm so thrilled that that happens to you because you know that the truth here is that you look like a guy who belongs on TV. My hook is that I look like the guy that installed their TV. But the idea that you get that same feedback, because I get phone calls and be like, oh, you look puffy. What, did you eat a lot of salt yesterday? Don't you love that people feel entitled to send you in a score after a TV hit? You know, it's funny, as I clearly looked beat up this weekend, Mm -hmm. and I got like a couple Facebook messages as well, and they come under the guise of, just trying to give you a little advice, hope you're getting some rest. (laughs) 
I took a screenshot of one on Facebook and sent it to my wife, and I said, I get a lot of help out here. <laughs> so you guys do let us know, and I appreciate it. Hey, I'm a big honesty guy, Jimmy. Yep. I want to hear it. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm looking rough, uh-huh. good to get a little dose of honesty. <laughs> it's so funny. You know, they say Will Kane is on the line. How they say, you know, every girl needs a friend who tells them their butt looks bad in those pants. Every every guy who needs a friend to tell them lay off the potato skins. Is that where this is headed? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that's a good friend, to be honest. Well, I bring up eating um, because there's a report out about the American Academy of Pediatrics. So they're pushing aggressive surgery and possibly medication on overweight kids. Now, just starting at a very basic point, we're talking about weight loss at our age. If you're a kid, first and foremost, it's probably the easiest time to lose weight because you have the best metabolism. And my reaction to this, like I really have been worked up because I feel like it's kind of a sellout to big pharma, but also the lazy parents who taught them the bad habits. Am I wrong? I mean, you know things, Will Kane. No, you're not wrong, and I haven't seen that story. So oh. they're talking about medical intervention, yeah. pharmaceutical intervention for kids that are obese. Yeah. it's. Re- I'll read it to you just quick in two lines, okay? It's the American Academy of Pediatrics is advising pediatricians to offer treatment options early as young as the age of two and at the highest available intensity to combat childhood obesity. So basically they talk about some behavioral therapy treatments and then they say, you know, if you're 12 or 13, you could get surgery, you could get drugs. Now, I'm just telling you as a former fatty and some would argue a current fatty, I just think there's a better way to do this. And uh, I mean, Will Kane, you're getting a lot of feedback on the Internet. Are you ready for surgery or are you ready for a treadmill? <laughs> ready for the treadmill. I'm rowing. All right. That's my thing, Jimmy. I'm doing a lot of rowing. Are you a row guy? I have a rowing machine in my house. That's funny. Like growing up, started. yeah, we, me and my brothers got into weird cardio methods. Um, not even weird, but maybe even alternative. We had a rowing machine in our garage growing up. Uh, we have, you know, the gravity thing where you hang upside down. Do you know that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the gravity boots, which is the greatest thing in the world if you just want to die from blood rushing to your head. Because <laughs> if you don't swing back the other way after a while, you can't do the sit-up, Will Kane. Okay, so I have a group of friends who are doing this nine-week rowing thing. Mm-hmm. So, Actually, I've always liked rowing a little mm-hmm. more. I don't love running. Mm-hmm. So this, was a, this, this sounded like an appealing way to get cardio. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm rowing. And now I'm going to tie this into the story. I am appalled at the story you're telling me about um, doctors being encouraged to look at medicinal mm-hmm. intervention for people that are obese. Look, we all know intuitively, common sense-wise, one of the problems here, and is that is leading a sedentary life. Yes. The kids are sitting around. They're playing video games. They're not exercising. They're playing less and less sport. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and, Jimmy, I think there's something more, and Tucker has done some stuff on this on some of his specials, about our, about our um, food, yep. about our diet. That there's something that has drastically changed, I think, over the last 40 to 50 years with processed foods where mm-hmm. we're getting less and less nutrition and more and more calories. Yep. That's a good point. Will Kane is on the line. We're having a grown-up talk about all things America. I invoked uh, exercise and chubby kids, one, because it certainly hits home for me, but two, the other sport that's taken center stage on today's show is there's some gold medal-worthy gymnastics taking place in the media to draw a distinction between Biden's classified documents and Donald Trump's documents. Have you enjoyed the floor routine of some of these left-wing pundits? (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, and the truth is, Jimmy, I haven't yet read in on this this morning. This is a story that is the top of my list to check out for the Will Kane podcast and go deep on. But look, we know the hyperbolic, hyperventilating nature with which the summer's news and it came to classified documents with Donald Trump was handled. So, yeah, I, I fully expect the same kind of treatment here for Joe Biden. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a weird thing going on here. But um, I, I do encourage them when the deep dive takes place uh, to head over to the Will Kane podcast. When is your next episode out, by the way? Uh, tomorrow, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You see, I'm so- and you know what I'm going to do this week, Jimmy? I uh, talking about why I was so beat up and tired. I spent the last two or three days in El Paso, literally sitting at the border wall, experiencing what is now the American frontier. And, you know, there was this fascinating exchange on Tucker Carlson's show where he had Douglas McGregor on, and he described what's happening in Mexico, both with the cartels and with illegal immigration, as an existential threat to the United States. You know, that means has the ability to take us down. And I got to thinking about that. I think he's 100 percent accurate, and you really have to think about why that is the case when it comes to the role of cartels and narco state, mm-hmm. also just unfettered illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go deep dive on this, what I experienced there at the border. I sat there for two mornings, Jimmy, and Whoa. I will tell you this. I had, while I was sitting there, seven Cuban illegal immigrants cross the Rio Grande just yards from where I was sitting Whoa. That, well, they, they're uh, really taking a chance because if you're fleeing communism, you have a much higher chance of getting sent back to Cuba because ultimately someday you won't vote for a lot of these communist par- uh, you know, policies that we're seeing. But I have to ask you this on a superficial level. Having spent two days at El Paso and seeing firsthand that it is a problem, because I agree. I mean, we yell and scream about it on the show. Okay, fentanyl alone is a leading cause of adult death in this country. The fact that we're not talking about that or making a greater effort to police it, I think is a major dereliction of duty. But I also have so much empathy for the migrants. Don't you think in some regard, okay, these migrants who are trying to create a better life for themselves and are being incentivized to come here by this administration because it's not what you say, it's what you do. Aren't they on some level turning a blind eye towards like major league suffering here when we know what happens to migrants? Yes. If if that's the prism through which you have to see this, and I think it is the prism through which a Democrat or Joe Biden has to see this, Uh empathy, then you should be able to see the problem. You are incentivizing, you're creating a madness a draw that creates more human suffering in terms of the illegal immigrant. Yeah. But I will tell you this. It's not the major prison through which I see it. Okay. Um, I, I believe empathy is an important human emotion, but it can't be your major guiding for emotion sure. or it leads you down some unsustainable and dangerous path. Mm-hmm. And I just think that as much as you can sympathize with these illegal immigrants rationally looking for a better life in America, it's like the tragedy of the commons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something you learn about in law school. Everybody has access to do whatever they want to your backyard. It ceases to become your backyard and become something that you don't maintain or care about. Yeah. The United States of America has to control its immigration policies. It can't just be, yeah, we are give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, but legally. Yep. And if we don't handle that legally, it ruins the entire thing for everyone. It's, yeah, it's such a good point, Will Kane. is the plaque on the Statue of Liberty doesn't say sneak in. You know, that plaque is a few hundred yards from Ellis Island, where people were processed to become a part 
of, you know, society here in America to live and pursue the American dream. So that's a great distinction. And it's like I appreciate you pointing it out because every time this immigration debate takes place and they do frame it through empathy, every Democrat quotes the Statue of Liberty until, of course, the migrants show up in Martha's Vineyard, at which point they run a Statue of Liberty play to distract the defense and kick them out of town. Funny how that works. <laughs> We're talking to the great that's Will Kane. Um, Will Kane, can I ask you this, having spent some time at the border? Do you have more respect now for Bill Malusian's hair? Because I have him at the top of the cable news hair rankings because he plays in the elements. He's not in a dome like Ducey. He is out there in the elements. <laughs> well, anytime someone brings up a ranking mm-hmm. and opens up a wonderful debate, mm-hmm. I got to know even who else is in the running. Well, I think when we go to correspondence, the way this argument traditionally started on this show, it spilled on to Guy Benson's show, and it's just become something that's made the rounds in the building from time to time, is it started between Malusian, Ducey, and Matt Finn. And Matt Finn, who was in the kind of shape, I hung out with him at a party in L.A. at Kennedy's house. He's actually in the kind of shape where you actually resent the guy a little bit. You're like, all right, Finn, you know what I mean? Go eat a, go eat a godfather with extra oil on it. Get some carbs on that body and get back to me. Uh, but it started between Ducey, Malusian, and Finn. But then other anchors wedged their way in because Je- me and Jesse Waters had this conversation. So naturally, he kind of inserted himself into the dialogue. <laughs> and I do know every time someone responds to a Twitter thread about this, if they mention Brett Bear, I have seen him favorite the tweets. So I do think somewhere down in D.C., Brett Bear has a vested interest in this as well. But my original yeah, rankings was- were Malusian, Ducey and Finn. Do you take a horse in the race? OK, well, first of all, I'm. I'm- a little offended I'm not even mentioned. There was a time in my life that, that I would have – you know, what the funny thing is, when I was at ESPN, I was always in these rankings. Yep. And all that does is reflect my age, that I'm getting old, and this Fox and Friends nonsense job just beats you up to the point where your friends say your face is swollen and you're no longer in the hair rankings. I mean, look at Hegseth. He went from a brunette to gray because of this damn job. <laughs> um, so if I'm going to pick – I'm a, I think I can picture Matt's hair in my head. I think I am going Matt. Listen. I mean, I respect that Bill's doing that in the elements. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of height. Yep. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm th- I think I'm not, not going to go for height. <laughs> I'm going to go for um, – I also don't want it too shaped. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, no, I get it. I mean, it's listen, I asked him if he has landed a – I told a pro- him to stop giving me Lego hair. Don't <laughs> give me Lego hair. I don't want to be the Anchorman guy. So I'm throwing it out right now, Jimmy. That's my thing, so they can't make it Lego here. No, no, listen, you're, you're well within your rights because you don't want to wear the helmet. Um, Malusian right. rocks it well. And the only thing I will say, and this is where we might want to deduct points, he and I talked about this on the air, is there is some type of overt use of product. Like he claims it's the extra yeah. sweat that gives his hair the volume. But, dude, if you can go from, like, chasing down a pickup truck full of coyotes to swimming through the river to interview a migrant who's crossing to, you know, interviewing a guy on horseback and still have perfect hair, are you not accusing him sort of of, of performance-enhancing drugs? Is there not a masking agent here? <laughs> well. Who's not using product? <laughs> I mean, tour de France. It's like, it's like the Tour de France. I mean, are we really going to dock Lance Armstrong? They were all on it. Yo, that's my favorite thing about that with Lance Armstrong. It's like you take away his medal to give it to the other drug cheat who finished second. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, well, since we're talking sports, I'll leave you on this. The Cowboys are favored, your Cowboys, over Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. I would say in the last 20 years, Tom Brady has been an underdog at home in the playoffs. If it's happened, it's happened once. I, I can't think of another time. They might have been a one-point dog against the Rams the year they got knocked out at home, uh, which was, of course, last year. I, I don't know that I've ever seen this, but this is certainly not the same Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, do you feel good about your Cowboys? No. Really? Did you see the last game of the season? I did. <laughs> they looked awful. I think Dak completed 30% of his passes yeah, and threw another touchdown to the other team again. Um, no, I don't feel good at all. I'm, <laughs> my, only, my only salvation way to make myself feel good about this before the game, Jimmy, mm-hmm. is I do feel like the NFL zigs when you think it's going to zag. Yeah. So you, you, you think you can predict exactly what's going to happen in the NFL, yep. and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah. Some team that played horribly goes on a four-game run. You know, so that's what I'm hoping. This is a zig to what I expect to be a zag. But what Will Kane is really telling you is we're about to watch a Jaguar Seahawks Super Bowl. <laughs> the NFL does that for time. <laughs> Maybe not that. <laughs> but <laughs> But watch the Giants beat the Vikings. How about that? I could see that happening, and it is a very low line. But all I was going to remind our audience was that this this Buccaneers-Cowboy game is on a Monday night. So uh, if you thought Will Kane looked puffy on TV this past weekend, where do you see him this coming <laughs> Tuesday if the Cowboys lose a nail-biter? <laughs> That's right. I will be at duck camp. Is that I'm going to watch that game from duck camp. So I'm getting up early. I will be – so I – all the elements are there for swollen face. <laughs> Will Kane, this classic political move. He is lowering expectations ahead of the debate. Very well played, sir. We'll, we'll talk Thanks. soon. You're the best, buddy. All right, man. Take care. See you, my man. There he goes, the great Will Kane. Watch him every weekend on Fox and Friends Weekends. Listen to the Will Kane podcast, which releases new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Brilliant guy. I love his take on things. And I was proud of both of us for getting through the entire interview without mentioning our New Year's Eve co-hosting duties once. I think we've been advised under threat from management. We're not supposed to tell that mechanical bull story again. This could be a problem. Fine. We'll go to break. You're listening to the most relatable man on the radio. Best way to describe him is to say he's the typical boy next door. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, a man who is, as you know, no stranger to the old fork and knife. You're killing yourself the way you eat. You're fat Look at you. It ain't pretty. Uh, but I was apoplectic at the top of this hour about the American Academy of Pediatrics recommending surgical interventions for overweight young children. Uh, no, just get him out of the damn house, okay? Reese, Reese knows things. He's in Sheridan, Wyoming. Yo, Reese! Hey, Jimmy. How are you, my friend? I am, I'm very worked up about this one because I feel like, number one, we're just selling out to Big Pharma when it comes to the drugs. But number two, we're just placating laziness. Shouldn't you just get the kids out of the damn house? Well, you know what? I think I think we need to get these folks to understand that kids need to get a little exercise. I am so proud of my own kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm having an echo on mine. <laughs> well, I will just Sorry. say this. I mean, yeah, your kids are active. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they get their butts out of bed at 5 a.m. in the morning, and they go to the gym. Mm-hmm. 
and I've uh, always been very active myself. Yep. And my wife has been. And, you know, there was a time where my wife and I both lost about 100 pounds apiece. Good for you. And it was, dude, it's hard. I get it. Yep. But can I tell you and, something? Uh, it's it's easier if you're a child and you have a good metabolism. It's actually harder as an adult. So that's the only thing, Reese. I'm going to lose you to a commercial break. But the point is, yes, you should be proud of your kids for going to the gym. You should be proud of you and your wife. And knowing me, I am so inspired by this, I will probably go to the gym after the show. Jim's Bar and Grill, of course. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country on the planet, broadcasting as we do every day from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Big hour of Fox Across America coming up with your radio buddy. We're going to be talking with the great Brian Brenberg, who you know as an econ professor at the King's College. He is also a Fox News contributor. But this week, uh, we are about to reveal on air a new job title for Brenberg right here at the Fox Network. So it's a big hour, a little ceremony. Remember the throne room in Star Wars where everybody gets medals at the end and, you know, Chewbacca's there all excited? Okay, we got a little bit of that going on in this hour. And we are, of course, going to talk about Brenberg's expertise, which is finance and this new revelation out of the 118th Congress that they are going to deny funding now that they have the power of the purse to the expansion of the IRS. You are damn right. Uh, anytime uh, you eliminate 87,000 IRS agents, that is addition by subtraction. So we'll get into that with Brenberg. We're also going to get you up to speed on the latest developments involving Biden's trip down to Mexico. You know, he pretended to be at the border two days ago. <laughs> wasn't really there. It was a photo op in a parking lot. Went to a migrant center with no migrants in it. Why? Because they had bussed them to another location. This is politics as usual. What it is, is a guy who's more concerned with the political cost at the border than the human cost. So it's something that will surface during this hour. 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of the shindig, you know the way it works on Fox Across America. It is an audio safe space for cool people. And all I ever mean by that is I don't care how you vote. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you're into. Just be cool about it. When you look at America in this day and age, we don't need more Republicans. We don't need more Democrats. We just need less. That's all we need. You got a couple less. And we'd be a OK in this country. OK, so that's the that's the example I'm trying to set here when we get on the air at 888-788-9910. Really quick. At the top of the show today, we talked about Joe Biden and the fact that the Department of Justice has found classified documents in the office of Biden's think tank at the University of Pennsylvania. Now, to be clear, these documents stem from the time he spent as Barack Obama's vice president. Biden, uh, at the time, did not have unilateral authority to declassify anything. As vice president, there are certain documents you can and can't declassify. It is unclear what jurisdiction these documents fall under. What we do now know through reporting is that these documents are believed to be highly sensitive intelligence documents pertaining to Ukraine, Iran, and the United Kingdom. Now, 
from there, what's in them, what do they mean? We don't have those answers. The only thing we know for sure is that there is a massive double standard between the reaction to Trump's classified documents and Biden's classified documents. Trump's were treason, you know, presidential historians on the air and MSNBC calling for execution, comparing this to the Rosenbergs in 1953. Everybody yelling and screaming all over CNN that this would bar him from running for office ever again. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. Okay, one of their pundits, I have to laugh about this, okay, did say on the air, this is John Miller, who is a CNN legal analyst. He'll probably never get booked on CNN again because he said in reacting to the revelation that Biden had classified documents, well, it's kind of impossible to charge Donald Trump now. Now that we have the same situation pertaining to Joe Biden. And of course, everybody over at CNN lost their minds. You understand their biggest sexual turn on is the idea of Donald Trump in handcuffs. I know we have some kinky people out there that want to wind up in handcuffs. No, no. The people working left wing media fantasize about nothing more and nothing less than a night of Donald Trump in handcuffs. I love it when you talk dirty. Oh, there's nothing dirtier you could tell them. They low. It gets them so worked up. But here is John Miller just absolutely peeing in the punch bowl on that one. It is clip eight. We're talking about political street fighting here that is going to go on with control of the House now um, at a fairly high pitch. And, you know, if you take the pure legalistics out of it and you get into the optics and the politics, uh, what happened here is going to make it almost impossible to charge Donald Trump with any violation of... Really? Yeah, I said that last night. It puts puts Merrick Garland in in a very odd position. (laughs) He's like, well, what this does is this is going to make it hard to charge President Trump. And they're like... (laughs) (laughs) That was an amazing clip right there. Because you understand that I'm not kidding when I say this. The people who hate Trump, like they live to hate Trump. They get out of bed and devote the entirety of their being to hating Trump so they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves. Bingo. You can't imagine as somebody who lives in New York, who made his way up the ladder of entertainment from a cab driver and a comedian to, you know, appearing on the biggest cable news shows, hosting one of the biggest radio shows. I know everybody whether I've dropped them off somewhere or done a show for them or done some writing for them on a special speech, I've been to every dumb cocktail party. I've met every one of these people in a position of prominence on the liberal side of New York media. You cannot imagine how spectacularly wealthy and prosperous these people are, yet they're all miserable. They can't stand themselves. That's why they work in the confirmation bias industry. They get on TV every day just to tell an audience who hates themselves just the same that they're better than you. Oh, you don't live in the flyover states like those idiots in the middle of the country with their low crime and their affordable housing. No, those are dummies. You got to come to New York, you know, where you can't walk three blocks without seeing somebody go big potty on a sidewalk. Yeah, it's, believe me, it's disgusting here. They call the middle of the country the flyover states. New York is a drive-over state. California is a drive-over state. You you drive over all kinds of human rights failures all over the road. It really is disgusting. Okay, and one of the byproducts of this, you know, 
civic decay that we witness in New York and we witness out in California is very much that byproduct of failed leadership in the Democratic Party. These are cities and states that are 90 percent Democratic that have been so for the last 50 or 60 years. One party rule is a disaster for a state. One party rule also a disaster for the media because it ultimately winds up affecting the country. Here's a newsflash. I don't know that Joe Biden had compromised himself in his dealings with Hunter. I don't know that Joe Biden's classified documents that he have at his, at his office compromise our national security. But I do know, as the sitting president of the United States, if he's compromised, we're all compromised. I think he's got a point. So if the media cared about the country, the media wouldn't be out there saying, ah, oh, no big deal, Trump was worse. You know, those are people trying to win an election. But if you're trying to protect a country... You do your due diligence on this and you get to the bottom of exactly what was in those documents and why they were there. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. But they're not doing that because it's a potential liability to the Democratic Party, which is no different than the southern border. Okay, when it comes to the southern border and Biden's pretend visit. Okay, we have had more migrants come into this country illegally in the past 365 days than they did in the previous four years under Donald Trump. Biden sucks. And do you understand, if the media really cares about the country, they are calling this out. You know, the media was cheering on Democrats when they shut down the government under Trump because there were kids in cages. This isn't who we are as the people. Well, the same media who cheered that on, okay, that same media didn't say a word to the fact that 10 times as many air quote kids in cages happen to exist under Joe Biden as they do on under Donald Trump. So if this is such an apoplectic affront to decency, where is the reporting on Joe Biden's kids in cages? The media is a bunch of losers. Even more so because the cages were built under Barack Obama. Don't be thick. All right. No, here's a real story. When the New York Times was trying to slander Donald Trump for kids in cages, what did they do? If you remember, they posted a picture. Oh, look at the kids in cages that turned out to be from 2014. (laughs) What's the significance of 2014? Those cages were operating and built under the sitting president at the time, Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. So this overall dereliction of duty that we continue to witness from the media whether it comes to Biden and the Hunter Biden laptop story, they all admit the laptop's real, but there's no follow-up on the actual stories in the laptop. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Think about that. If someone says, oh, the Hunter Biden laptop is real, that means Hunter Biden selling influence in our government is real. Joe Biden getting a 10% kickback is real. Are you the big man, Joe? If you're saying the laptop is real, you're saying the emails are real. And we know they're real because the FBI has authenticated it. So did the former director of national intelligence. So has every single media outlet that told us it wasn't true before the election, only to turn around and admit it was true after the election. Okay, that's the scam here. But it's the same story with the border. Do you understand if a Republican takes over the presidency in 2024 and we see one half of the illegal border crossings we're seeing right now, the media is going to be like, this is an existential threat to the country, the fentanyl, the suffering, the strain on our resources. I've never seen such insanity. But because there's a Democrat in office, nobody cares. 
But you understand when you protect the Democratic Party, when you protect any political party in power, you're doing so to the detriment of the country itself. Okay, that's the real problem here. And nobody blew the whistle on a fake border visit. And I'm not just saying it's fake. I have brilliant people to back me up. Harold is in Raleigh, North Carolina. He's got his own take down in Raleigh. Yo, Harold. To you. My man. When I worked in, when I worked in Central Booking mm-hmm. and we knew the chief or deputy chief was coming through, mm-hmm. they would hold all the prisoners in the precinct and just have a few people in the cell. So when the big bosses came through, it looked nice. It was clean. It was quiet. As soon as they left, they packed us in with prisoners. Yep. Any any Republican that thought that he was going to go down there and see the real thing is out of their minds. Yep. It was a staged event. You know it. I know it. Because if he really wanted, he didn't go to a he went to a port of entry. He didn't go to the border. Yep. Think about that. Another thing too. Mm-hmm. Us, I'm a re, I'm retired at my PD, but the city council is voting on something to affect the health care of retirees. Mm-hmm. And I put my name on the list to, to do the video Zoom thing whenever they get to me, and hopefully they'll let me testify. They'll probably cut me off because I'm going to ask the $64,000 question. Mm-hmm. How much are you spending on illegal immigrants? Yep. Yep, and nobody wants to answer that question. All they want to do, I mean, ideally is not spend, is move them out to another locale and make it their problem. The only reason he went, as you know, is because some Democratic cities and states have started to speak up about it being a liability on their resources. But if we're supposed to be the United States, shouldn't you know everybody be concerned with what's happening to Texas and Arizona as it pertains to them being overwhelmed? Well, how do you keep taking people in who have put nothing in the pot, but yep. you want to bother the, the retirees who mm-hmm. are taxpayers? Yep. I just saw on a, on, a, on a news channel there's a hospital in New Arizona going bankrupt. Yep. Eight forty million dollars in the hole. And when people that live there want to come to the emergency room, they can't they can't get anything done because the place is packed with illegal immigrants. Yep. That's a that's a thing. And understand, you said the key word there though. You said they're going after taxpayers because they're the key to this whole Ponzi scheme. Is you work and you subsidize all of this government ridiculousness. And we never say, we never say, even though they say we do, we never say like We don't want immigration in this country. Of course we do. We were built on immigration. We just want legal immigration. But what the Democrats get away with is when we say secure the border, they sell that to people as, oh, don't come. They sell that as some type of a discrimination. But, you know. Well, Mr. Mr. Phelan, if that's the case, why do I have a passport? Yep. Why do you have a passport? Yep. If we can just lily willy come in and go when we feel like it, what's the sense of me having a passport? What's the sense of me even being a citizen? Yep. Now, I know, and you know, that's that's why they're not putting you on that Zoom call you just mentioned. You can you can call back if you need something to do when they when they ask for the testimony. I'll keep you company because I don't think you're going to be on the line very long, Harold. Well, I'm going to if they let me talk, I'm going to ask them the $64,000 question. Supposedly, Eric Adams stated on more than one occasion that illegal immigrants cost the city three hundred million dollars a year. I'm quite sure it's more than that. Nope. The, the deficit, the deficit before retirees health care is six hundred million. Yep. The budget for New York City is a hundred and four billion dollars. Six hundred million is not even one tenth of of the city budget. Insane. And when you think of what they're doing in the city in terms of building housing for migrants, you know, as a guy who used to police these streets, 
you know, we have a massive problem when it comes to homeless veterans that live here in the city. So if you fought for this country and risked your life, you're homeless. But if you broke the law and snuck into the country, you're hooked up in a new apartment. I mean, in what world is that okay? Well, my, my daughter married a young man from Jamaica last March the 6th. He's still in Jamaica because they're going through the process, and she has to sign paperwork that if he goes on welfare, sex chain, or anything, she's on the hook for it. Wow. What I should have did, I was jokingly, I talked to her the other day, I said I should have bought him a ticket to Tijuana, let him walk across like everybody else and follow their thing. <laughs> it would have made an interesting wedding video, Harold. <laughs> well, thanks for taking my call, Mr. Fingler. You're the, you're the best. Happy New Year. Keep up the good work. The great Harold, there he goes, there we go, back after this. It's the show that leaves you hungry for more. We'll probably sit around and cook some soup, eat bread and desserts, and just get all fat and sassy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Wow. Here is John Kirby on with our own Neil Cavuto. Kind of get in the business for a pretend trip to the border. It's clip 13. Some frustration that he never met with migrants themselves. What do you make of that? The real focus of his trip to El Paso was really on the state and local authorities, as well as, of course, federal agents, the Customs Border Patrol agents at the border, to make sure he had a, a full grasp uh, of the challenges that they're facing, the capabilities that they need, the resources they want, um, and how they're dealing with the migrants. That was the focus uh, of the time that he was on, on the ground. He did visit a, a migrant processing center. There weren't any migrants uh, uh, there at the time he visited, uh, but it was really the focus was on, on resources and capabilities. You gotta do better than that. And that's not me talking. Here is Rosa Flores, uh, CNN correspondent, flat out admitting Biden went to the border pretend. Clip 14. And we've seen this for weeks. And if the president would have stopped by here, he would have seen right. that there are hundreds of people. And you see them here behind me. Hundreds of people living in the streets of America, I should highlight. This is a city in America, in the United States. Yep. And the top executive of this country came here. He did not came to see this. Think about that. Okay, that was a pretend visit. They swept all the migrants off the streets. As Harold said, when the big bosses come through, they wanted clean and orderly and out of the way. So Biden basically went so he could take credit for saying, I went. See, I went to the border. They keep saying I'm not going to the border. I went to the border. He's totally false. He didn't go anywhere near the border. Okay, the closest he's coming to making a run for the border is getting Taco Bell. But Jill won't let him eat Taco Bell. Come on, man. No chance. Okay, guy didn't go to the border. They went to a migrant processing center where there was nobody there because they had cleaned them out because they don't want the news cameras capturing and broadcasting to the rest of the liberal country just how bad the carnage has gotten. But you understand when you're more concerned with yourself than you are with the real problem, you're not just, oh, fighting the Republicans, okay? You're screwing the whole country. That's what we're dealing with. Welcome to the Biden administration. Home to the new slogan, America last. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you better believe it is. And man, oh boy, oh man, you talk about a watershed moment on the show. You know this next guest as a professor of economics at the King's College. You know him as a Fox News contributor, a brilliant financial analyst. 
But beginning January the 23rd on the Fox Business Network, you will know him as the co-host of a TV show. Yes. I'm talking about Brian Renberg as the Jefferson. Salute. Moving on up. You are moving on up. It's not quite a deluxe apartment in the sky, but I got to be honest. When I was walking the 20th floor yesterday and I saw a certain name on a certain name tag outside of a certain swanky new office. I was I was it was a big deal to me. It was probably more excited to me I, than it was I, to you. I cannot wait for that first Friday fish fry that we do in the office. I, <laughs> I just think my neighbors are going to embrace that. It's yeah. it's going to be like Brenberg is here. Let the fish fry begin. When, when the smoke comes out and the the aroma of the aromatic fish scent <laughs> makes it into the office. Good for you. Well, on, on, a, on a selfish level, I'm really just excited because I have somewhere else to stash my whiskey. On the twentieth, you know, floor. it is. It is funny the things you find when you move into your office, and you realize they're not yours. <laughs> Somebody else is already using your place as storage. <laughs> well, this is what you need to know, okay? In terms of office etiquette, okay, everyone on the floor obviously tips the cleaning lady around the holidays. But Kenny and I aren't tipping her; we're giving her hush money. Okay, <laughs> you guys give her something in a holiday card. We just give her like a pile of cash with a note that says we're cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's so, just keep all this between you and me. That's all the card says. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how the year transpires, and I'll know by the type of card you give the cleaning lady, <laughs> and I'll ask her if it was a card or it was a note, and we'll know what just kind I of just year you I just appreciate you think that I'm going to be in that office by the end of the year. That's, real, that's a nice <laughs> nod. I appreciate Talk that. Talk about a vote of confidence. Right. Do, you, do you know that when this show launched, uh, one of the funniest things in the world, but I don't think they were being funny, is uh, John Sylvester's the head of radio here. It's just, you know, everybody's favorite. You know, everybody loves Raymond. Sure. Everybody does love John. Uh, John came down with a cookie, you know, one of those like gourmet cookies, the congratulatory birthday cookie, whatever it is. <laughs> and he wrote on the cookie, here's to a great week of radio. <laughs> 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 That's kind of where I am right now, I think. You know, the office, they didn't give me a key. They gave me kind of like a permission slip. They can revoke <laughs> that at any time. Was there a cookie? <laughs> there, there is, I didn't even get a cookie, my friend. I, but I did get some nice gifts from, from good people around these offices. You oh. may know them well, and I appreciate well, that. Well, that is a home run, man. And I, I do, uh, you know, before we get into the adult stuff, uh, it meant so much to me, more so to see your name on one of those than mine, because, you know, I actively am rooting against myself. <laughs> you have like, to. like I, I explain this to people all the time. Like I am a couple. Everybody's hung out with a couple where you can tell when they show up to your doorstep, they fought in the car all the way to your house. And now, like, you answer the door, and they're like, hi, we're so happy together. We're so happy to be here. Yeah, and that's me. Like, every room I walk into, I have been fighting in the car with the other half of myself that we get there. And I'm like, hey, Jimmy's here. He's got jokes. He's happy, you know. So I'm always giving myself a hard time. So I I was so thrilled to see your name on that tag. And I just – and knowing the other names on the tags on the floor, you know, some of the most iconic people in cable news on our floor. Floor, you know, and the it's reason amazing. I but the reason I bring that up is it actually not to get sentimental, but because it reminds me of one of my favorite jokes in the movie Kingpin. <laughs> if you know, there's a, a scene in Kingpin when they get to the Reno Open, right? And uh, the Amish bowler says to Woody Harrelson's character, Randy Quaid's character, Ishmael, yeah. says to Roy Munson, <laughs> they're at the beginning of the Reno Open, and he goes, "Gosh, it's a." Uh, it's so inspiring to be here in the face of so many great athletes. And they show all the bowlers. One guy's eating a chili dog. The other guy's pulling on his puffer. You know, they're all fat oh, yeah. and out of shape. Oh, Stomachs yeah. hanging out. Oh, yeah. We've got some amazing athletes on the floor. Yeah, I mean, no, we're actually just say in the that. presence of let great athletes. Let me just say that. No, this we're... is the Reno Open <laughs> of television right here. 
Brian Brenberg is in the house, and he is now a major league TV host. The show debuts on January the 23rd on the Fox Business Network. Did we title the show? Is it called Smart Money or uh, no, Big Money? The Big Money Show. Oh, the Big Money. That's hot. You don't need to be smart. You just need big money. That's you true. you see that? Because there is no correlation between wealth and intelligence. <laughs> how many How many rich idiots do you know? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's, no, you just – but look, I mean, actually, you do got to just work dang hard. That's it. Yep. I mean, you got to be smart, but you got to work hard. That's the thing in this country we think now that everything's a lottery. Yeah, yeah. You know, everything you do, you're, you're a YouTube star, it's a lottery, and mm-hmm. you realize that's not really how it works. No, Nobody's no. winning the lottery and staying rich. Yep, yep. They're working hard. They're making bad decisions. Maybe they get lucky and make a good decision. Yep. That's how you get the big You got to get out there. You got to fight the ground war is what Brenberg's saying. But it's important to say, like, if two mooks like us – could be sitting here where we are. Everyone listening could accomplish anything they want. And I, I tell this story so much about me driving a cab and, you know, not having a bank. Like, at one point, my bank, like, people are like, what do you have, like, Citibank? What do you have, Bank of America? I'm like, no, I had Nike. I had a shoebox. I had Nike, but then we, we came into some money and upgraded to Reebok. That was our bank for a little while. <laughs> but the point is, if you're listening right now and you're, like, so beaten down by the day or the year you've had or some weird turn of events in your life, the bottom one is, like, you don't have to accept that. You can get back to work. You know, it's all the Shawshank Redemption. We're all hitting that little wall with right. a rock hammer. Yeah. And eventually one of the pebble shifts and what you thought was an impossible breakthrough is now you on a beach <laughs> with your other cellmate. Which, by the way, Brenberg, if I could just add to this, if Shawshank Redemption is filmed today, they get on the beach, they immediately post a selfie and get geotagged and arrested. <laughs> and that's the end of Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, you can't Redem- even make that movie anymore. It it's not possible. It wouldn't even happen. Social like, media has ruined it. <laughs> we made it to the beach. Let's snap a pic for the gram. <laughs> Within five minutes, the cops are there. They're both taking a perp walk off the beach. This is why we can't have nice things. Brian Brenberg, co-host of The Big Money Show. It debuts January the 23rd on the Fox Business Network. Now, do you consider it good news that uh, we could potentially be cutting the IRS budget, which would stop them from going after people making small money on Venmo? Yeah, you got to start with a small I – mean, th- this is – you know, these guys said when this whole thing happened, this is all about going after the rich people. Yep, 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 yep. You know, and nobody believed them on that. But at least you didn't have, like, an obvious example to throw in their face until now yeah. when you're learning that they're also trying to ban gas stoves yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me these, what, what is it, 78,000, 87,000 87, yeah. IRS agents – weren't going to come after the little guy, but but over here they're coming after the little guy and their yeah. gas stove. Uh-huh. You guys can't make it quite that. That's like snapping the pick on the beach, <laughs> right? You can't make it quite that obvious. So, amen. That's uh-huh. something. This is all symbolic because there's yep. no way Joe Biden's going to sign it. Yeah. But amen that we've got somebody on the record saying we're not going to do the IRS agents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just you, like it's going to be a lot of symbolism in yeah. this Congress, okay? Yeah, because the set- but it still matters. Like that matters. Somebody out there is saying we're not going to do that. To the little guy. And it's no it's true. And this is one of my favorite things from last week though, is when we were having this whole hullabaloo over who the speaker was going to be. Right. I was saying actively on the air, by the way, none of this matters. Because they still control the Senate. Right. So we're just basically putting them on record as taking stupid positions, which is good and righteous and just. But anybody who disagrees with us on the intent of this new bolstered IRS has never been a cab driver that was audited three times. <laughs> right. They go after the little guy because the little guy doesn't have an attorney. You can't he can't do anything about it. This, yes. you got to understand, government's like water. It just flows to the place where you let it go. Okay? Yep. So, I mean – 
they're going to go after Jeff Bezos. You know how expensive that would be. Yep. No, nobody's going to do that. They're no going to go. At, it, it's it's you and me. It's the dumb guys who got lucky. We just talked about how yep. true that is. Yep. Like, oh, Brenberg, he's got a show. <laughs> oh, I bet he does. Uh, well, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Do so know, let's go after him. Do you know? I'm not kidding. Uh, the last time I was audited. Uh, and the guy, to, to his credit, was wonderful. Like, we actually had a good rapport and laughed and stuff. But he did let slip. He goes, you know, you're the most famous person I've ever audited. And first of all, I'm not that famous. But second of all, how would he know I have any relevance at all unless I worked at Fox News? Right. Which means they might have been, hey, you know who? Uh, no, I don't want to hear Who that. needs a little uh, visit? So congrats on the show, Brenberg. Yeah, this is great. First, first step, <laughs> hire, an, hire an attorney and a tax accountant to figure all this out. Bra- Good grief. Brian Brenberg is here. He's about to be in the Al Capone cell. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but the thing is, uh, I always, uh, you know, I always did my own taxes. And, you know, I was told that the truth is, you know, when you get when you get audited uh, and the first time I got audited, they're like, well, if you show up with a bunch of attorneys, we know you either a have something right, to hide right. or b you're going to legislate this to the moon and back and it's not going to go anywhere. So we do appreciate you showing up as a self-prepared with a thermos and a, and a mug yeah. for your coffee. We, you know, we that, do that, appreciate your willingness to give us anything we want because you don't want any trouble. And that's how this expanded IRS thing works. This is what people need to know. The middle class and the poor are a pinata. If you you hit us with a letter from the IRS, money is going to fly out of us because we don't want a problem. If you hit the rich, you're going to get an attorney. You're going to get some type right. of an accountant. You're going to get a prolonged legal battle, and that's why we can't have nice things. No. You know what I actually like? This is, so, so not only did Congress mm-hmm. say we're going to repeal all these 87,000, but you've also got them voting on just eliminating the IRS completely yeah. and going away from income taxes to a consult. That I like. Thank you. Okay, now we're talking. Now it's not just, hey, let's pare back. We are well beyond paring back the IRS. At this point, somebody's got to be talking about, let's just get rid of the whole dang thing. Listen, I would take a flat tax or a VAT tax any day of the week. Like, I was only in Europe once. It got a little annoying, but I get it. But if that was only the only tax preparation I needed... Was you going to charge me, you know, 8% extra on everything I bought or whatever it was? I mean, it doesn't it level the playing field more? Well, it broadens your tax base more yeah. to have a consumption tax. But, I, but, I don't even want to value. I just yeah, consumption that's what I mean. tax that's what I mean, a or a flat tax. tax. But the, the problem is taxes are never about taxes. Yeah. In a progressive scheme like we have with all these carve-outs and exemptions, it's actually not about the tax revenue. The guys who love the progressive tax scheme – they don't care about tax revenue. They can borrow whatever yeah. they need. Uh-huh. All they care about is the power to control what you do. And the only uh-huh. way you can do that yep. is if you get to write the carve-outs and the exemptions wow. and you get to fiddle with the rates. It's it's not about taxes. It's about power. Yeah. So reforming the tax code isn't about taxes. Yeah. It's about the balance of who governs who wow. in this society. Is it self-government or is it – those guys uh-huh. in the IRS building who might be very, very friendly and chummy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but <laughs> the only reason he's laughing is because he knows his job's not going away. Yeah, yeah. And his salary's not going away. Yep. And you're going to pay some. Oh, Brenberg, telling it like it is. That's why you watch The Big Money Show, January the 23rd. It debuts on the Fox Business Network. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I do believe I owe you a steak. Are you so big as a TV guy that you can't even eat steak with a radio guy? Like, where's your ego right now? Because uh, I know where it's headed. Where is it right now? Jimmy Fallon owes me nothing. And if he owes me anything, it's a lot more than a steak. Whoa! <laughs> but I would take I'll take a steak anytime. I mean, okay. I, will, I will eat a steak with gusto. I'd okay. eat it right now on air with you. I didn't, an- get it here. I didn't enunciate well. It was steak um a ste- with a U um at the end. <laughs> uh, 
We'll get the pan ready. Listen, I used to do a lot of damage with Steakums back in the day. Are they still out there? I'd, I love a steak. I don't know. I have no, I can't say that I've seen it. I used to love Steakums. You pull them out of the freezer and you could like peel them off like a wad of singles. Yes. And you threw them in the frying pan, but they were magical. I loved a, I did love a Steakum, but I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm supposed to be sucking it up for TV this month. No. They, look, have you seen Jimmy Fallon lately? The guy is trim and fit and ready. I think he's going to be running a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to one of those marathon gas stations to get a scratch <laughs> off of a Snickers. Running from a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, running to a marathon, running from a marathon. But, folks, running in a marathon? <laughs> Not going to happen. Brian Bremberg. <laughs> Congrats on the show. Thanks, man. All right. Don't Appreciate don't kill it. all that whiskey that somebody left in your office. Oh. I know somebody who might want to sip after a long day of radio. But that's another conversation for another best. time. I'll do my best. There he goes. Back after this. The show that loves you like a sibling. We'll always be brothers. It's Fox Across America with brother Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. I am heading over to the Fox Business Network this evening. I will be on the Catering. I'll be hanging out with Kennedy uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Going to be a banger. Uh, it's been, a, I got to tell you, man, what a weird day on the radio. We got this Biden classified thing, we got the border thing, we've got the you know fact that they're going to downsize the IRS a little bit. A uh, lot of a lot of craziness. You know, how we always say, you know, in horse racing, you got to be a mutter. You got to be able to run on a sloppy track if you want to, you know, win all the races. If you want to host a talk radio show in 2023, got to be a mutter, man. The track has been sloppy every damn day. It really has been fascinating. Uh, but I enjoy, you know, the one thing that really does always make it fun is like I'm a little nuts, you know, because I spend so much time driving a taxi. Like, you know, 84 hours a week where you're just wedged in traffic and, you know, there's like a ninja fight on the corner of 6th Avenue, a siren wailing to get through, you know, some hobbit running after your car, yelling at you. The guy in the back's mad because he's late for a meeting. I'm kind of used to flying into the storm. That's kind of like my one attribute is I kind of thrive on the chaos. But uh, it's something. <laughs> when we talk about the lack of shame in our politics, that's the one thing that floors me. Like, I'm used to madness. I'm used to a, the chaotic border. I get it. I think it's a disgusting, you know, dereliction of duty by the Biden administration. I get that inflation is bad. I get that there's a double standard when it comes to classified information. But I never understood the double standard when it comes to shame. Here is Gavin Newsom, the state that led the league in lockdowns, mask mandates, vaccine mandates, and, oh, by the way, school closures. At a time when Gavin Newsom was closing schools, he got caught doing what? Bringing his own kids to private schools that were still open. This guy's a serious ass. At a time when Gavin Newsom shut all the restaurants, he was caught doing what? Going out to the French Laundry and having dinner. This guy's a serious ass. At a time when more people have fled California than any state in America because of the vast government overreach, the high crime and filth, the runaway taxes, and oh, by the way, a $25 billion budget deficit, he continues to tell you Florida, where everybody's going, is the problem. This guy's a serious ass. I feel like I should say it again, but here is Gavin Newsom proving my point by telling you with a straight face that California is the true state of freedom. Clip 19. You know, in our finest hours, California has, has been, well, freedom's force multiplier, protecting liberty from a rising tide of oppression, 
taking root in state houses, weaknesses, masquerading as strength, small men in big offices. More than any people, more than any people in any place, California has bridged the historical expanse between freedom for some and freedom for all. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I mean, seriously, Gavin Newsom, are you with a straight face? I'm. That was absolutely dreadful. Seriously, California has bridged the gap between freedom for some and freedom for. You told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. Seriously, Gavin Newsom. You shut your mouth, you bastard. Okay, California. California is the epicenter of our national culture wars because of dirtbags like Gavin Newsom that cut police budgets by waging a rhetorical war and a monetary war on the cops that furthered the distrust between them and the community, sent crime rates soaring. California is a state where Gavin Newsom was once the governor of San Francisco, heretofore to be mentioned as the world's largest outdoor restroom. He was the mayor of San Francisco, turned it into a giant outdoor restroom. Okay, California is disgusting, and I like California. I go there with my family from time to time, but sadly, Gavin Newsom has turned it into a human safari where you're actually just you know driving around in your car like, look at that over there, look at this one over there, don't feed them. And I don't take any joy in saying that. It's disgusting, and anyone in charge of it ought to be ashamed, but Gavin Newsom isn't because we are living in the actual death of shame. It's a real thing. He knows what he's talking about. And by he, they mean me. The show's over. Pay up, get out, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.